0: But well, maybe you can maybe you can convince me in the next half hour.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, you know, we yeah. Well, if you have a heart attack, you'll be calling me.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Welcome to the Publisher Book Podcast, where we speak with authors from around the world to find out how they transform their dream into a published reality. Here's your
0: host, Adam Ashton. G'day and welcome back. Today's author is Suzanne Miles. We just spoke to her. She wrote the book Fork It, subtitled The Amazing Keys to Health. And I say we because I was joined in this episode by my lovely producer, Kimberly Price, who's been uh, with me from the very first episode. And this is her first episode where she's co-hosting with me. Kim, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> um, tell us, what was Fork It?
2: So Fork It is the journey of Suzanne Miles from her transition to a regular diet to a vegan lifestyle and how she talks about what she found challenging and all the health benefits that she's got from it.
0: Nice. I am um, by no means a vegan, but you are. So it, there's good contrast there, I think. <laughs> Um, and yeah, so if you if you want to learn more about Fork It, I believe it's Fork It, uh, obviously Fork It, F-O-R-K-I-T, book, forkitbook.com, and suzanneauthorcoach.com. So yeah, check her out, grab a copy of Fork It, and uh, stop eating animals.
1: Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit crazy right now, because I've had a sauna, just so you know. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs>
0: Tell us about The Big Realization, chapter one of your book, Fork It.
1: <gasps> Good <laughs> heavens, The Big Realization. Well, you know, you're going to dive me into my book now. Um, <laughs> the Big Realization was the fact that I, uh, I uh, decided one day that I really wanted to be well. Mm. Somehow, what was it going to take? What was it going to be? Mm. How was it going to? begin right and what does that look like so I guess the realization was that as I was sort of in my 40s I started becoming unwell and -hmm. I couldn't figure out where that came from and so the realization I guess was the fact that uh, and it's in my book that you can take back your own health Mm -hmm. you can have your health in your hands and the cake and eat it too you can actually take back your health and so that was the realization that is now since this started in 2011 and then writing the book, which I started in 2014 to today. Wow. It's like, <laughs> you know, I kind of, you know, I kind of, um I kind of averted surgery. Yeah. Thank heavens for that. Right. Yeah. And, and now I, I really just wanted to lose some weight mm-hmm. and see if I could get away from this idea of illness. So that's how it started.
0: Yeah. And you said here that the, You had a surgeon that wanted to do surgery and she was almost uh, excited. She was almost happy that she was uh, able to do surgery on you. It sounded a bit weird, didn't it?
1: Well, you know, I had not really had so much time at the doctor's office as as I had, as I got into my 40s, you know, and it wasn't until I was about 45-ish that I start to go more. And next thing you know, oh, you've got high cholesterol. Oh, did you know that in, you know, X years, you're going to have a heart attack and you should take statins and you start to get pressured into Mm -hmm. certain things. And so, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was an interesting shift that's for sure and then of course i totally respect professionals of all sorts of course mm. but at the end of the day um i can't see if the light went out uh you know um yeah why why wouldn't she be excited about that she has her craft and she's helping people of course mm. but at the end of the day it wasn't for me mm. And so that's where the shift was. And I think I had a lot of courage at that point to go, you know what? This isn't for me. Mm-hmm. I just felt like I, there's got to be some, a reason that I'm in this position. And if there is, there's got to be a way to get out.
3: Mm.
0: Yeah, very nice. And that, that was when you, um, you sort of saw these different interviews and you saw a few different things here. And you, you went uh, no animal products yeah.
1: So what happened was was that very boldly I said, Thanks, no thanks to the yeah. surgery and <laughs> yeah, the good. pill future of pills and the
0: possibilities
1: yeah. of even maybe not making it, who knows? Once people start opening you up, you go down yeah. a whole different path. You know? Mm. And so I just thought, well, what if I could? What if I could, but what is it gonna take? It's like anything. It's like even even writing a book. What's it gonna take? It's gonna take a whole lot of kind of off with one kind of life way and go another way so i i uh, saw a show called the last heart attack which is by dr sanjay gupta and uh and there's dr esselston and dr neil bernard and all these uh, colin campbell who wrote the china study for instance he's on there bill clinton is mm-hmm. on there because he's a vegan as well and uh and my husband and i just went well here we are i was 54 at the time and we just thought well let's just put a line in the sand and see what we can do and we just started we stopped eating animals that night.
0: <laughs> you make it sound so easy yeah
1: it was it was easy because I'll tell you why I' spent my whole life living the other way, but in the end, it was easy. The step was easy. The rest of it was was your own transformation.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: The step is easy. Mm. it's the rest of it is the sustaining, the keeping going, the getting away from perhaps social pressures, pressures that are you're under that is actually hindering you, perhaps. As we go along the path. So I just wanted to lose some weight and see if I could kind of heal myself more than I thought surgery could. Mm. So that's how it started. We started right away. And it was a lot of fun because I got to tell you, it was a hot summer's day when this all happened. And it was a long weekend. And we decided to uh, meet some friends at the beach. Because when it's summertime here, we're at the beach, right? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, there's only so much of it. And so anyway, here came the first, you know, hi, you know, cheese, salami, <laughs> we got cheese and salami, A got dip and sour cream, and, and it was the first time w- within days that we actually came a- against mm. these offers, and it's easy to then go, oh, well, right after the long weekend, oh, okay, over there, oh, I know, it's the last summer, mm. let's have some, it's easy to break, mm. and I think that's where a lot of people feel lose out on their dreams in some ways is they that breaking point instead of what we did was we said no thank you and right away you could see that people felt right away that you had done some sort
2: of a change mm. kind of like becoming an author mm, for sure. <laughs> so in transforming your life how what are the other benefits that you've had from going vegan
1: oh it's just been enormous i've got to tell you I'll be sixty this year, so <laughs> I have learned to run again in my fifties. Oh, I run a lot. I run a lot. I'm outside a lot. <laughs> I, I I've learned to keep fit on a more regular basis. So what started out perhaps at the gym doing classes became more self-contained and self-motivated. To now I'm on the stairmaster and then I'm on the elliptical and now I do interval sprinting. So now I do, you know, interval sprinting at the gym for 15 minutes of rounds of whipping around and rounds of one minute of running and one minute of walking, and and I'll tell you, I love it. I just rip in there. I'm like a hummingbird. Boom, you get in there and you do it. But that's because I've been able to grow and develop. So I have this newfound discipline that I didn't even have before. I don't think so. That's a benefit. Mm. Um, you know, my fitness levels are way up. Um, I'm really a lot stronger eating plants than I was eating animals, a lot stronger. In my mental clarity, my mental fitness, Uh in my overall fitness, for example, I'm, we're pretty active, my husband and I, so we're out a lot, like we cycle and hike and, you know, we live in the mountains of British Columbia, so... I fell off my bike, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, you know I try a lot of things, and I fell off my bike. Whoopsie! <laughs> Landed on my wrist, mm-hmm. oh, nice. and I thought I was okay. Yeah, I took this fall, and and I was thought I was, I was pretty actually pretty happy. I'm like, whoa, look at this! I can roll with it. And then about three <laughs> hours later, uh oh, it hurts. Yeah. It hurts a lot. I go to the hospital. And the doctor said to me, "You got a bad, you got a bad sort of bruise there, but you didn't break anything. Wow, that's amazing!" I said, "It must be my plant-based diet. <laughs> that's <And> it." <laughs> yeah, because because it's true. I fall all the time. I never hurt myself ever, and so that's another another benefit. I think is I've grown stronger. Nice not just physically, but mentally, clarity, happier. Many, many things have happened since being a vegan, including writing a book and becoming an author, which was not even, it started with, I want to lose a few pounds and I've written a book. So many things have happened. And mm. I, I think there's a lot more to come.
0: Yeah, very nice. I like that you said there that um, resisting those temptations, that discipline, it's definitely, even though it's just in one field of, uh, of, of not eating that specific food, it could definitely permeate to all other areas of life. And you talked about that, like, Delaying gratification, like, yes, you could have something right now and maybe a quick fix, but if you can delay that, then you've obviously got that longer-term health benefits.
1: Definitely. I think uh, we have to have clean organs. People aren't well because we're feeding our egos and our stomachs and and, and we're just eating because we're actually addicted to it because there's sugar in everything and sugar is highly addictive and you can't control it. You can't control it. And so, see, this wasn't around when I was um, a young person growing up in North America. We ate from my mom's freezer. We didn't eat from stores with 75,000 things in them. That wasn't even here. So I didn't know anybody who was sick when I was young. E- even up until, like, 1986, my daughter was born. So, so I didn't really know people who had diseases or – I didn't know that. But now, wow, wow. And so it concerns me because I think, well, yeah, it's about this temptation. It's about the fact that we're sort of just consuming what we're just sort of presented with, versus stopping to think, hey, 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 what is it? Is it alive? Is it manufactured in a lab? Is it? A, who makes these things? Oh, food scientists make it. Well, that's well and good, but what's in it for? What's in it for my body?
0: Yeah, yeah for sure.
1: And so this is, I think, a real cross, there's a crossroads there that we didn't understand when we first started, but the temptations uh, are so short-lived compared to the benefits of the long haul. Mm. They're so Mm. short-lived, you know, when you think about, and I'll tell you, uh, one of the greatest things I've learned is the power of standing in your power like the vegan lifestyle has helped me overcome sort of myself if you want to say it that way you know like I'm able to stand alone in a crowd and not have the cake I'm able to inspire others by simply that simple act right it's not so much that I'm trying to say to people oh hey you should do this because it's not up to me It's up to what I try to do is share with people. These are some of the great things that are valuable in this lifestyle, but it it comes in the long haul. It comes in it it, so that eventually we moved, just as a quick example, from trying to mimic the other system. So let's say you try to mimic a grilled cheese, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, a grilled cheese. Well, okay, let's have a vegan grilled cheese. Well, where do you get the cheese? What about the bread? Is it gluten? All these questions. But now we eat a raw food diet. You Mm -hmm. see, so we moved from this kind of idea of mimicking this cooked system, which has completely depleted Mm. everything to a raw system. But that that's happened over a graduated time of sustaining the discipline. Mm -hmm. So food is my opinion. And what I've learned and all the many people I've met and admired and follow is kind of overrated Mm. because it is. Because really, we eat very simply, but high-dense nutrient foods so that you're at your optimum, hopefully, with the best of your knowledge at that point.
3: Hmm. So the
1: discipline is, is, a, is a big key because it'll change your whole life. Indeed, the discipline of the vegan helped me overcome some personal challenges because I had something to hang on to. You see, some people might get hit with a crushing blow of sorts, an emotional uh, blow, perhaps, and then suddenly you find yourself drinking or not sleeping properly or going towards getting some medication. Whereas I found the vegan kind of helped me hang, had something to hang on to, mm. right in a in a kind of ethereal way, and even to the point of writing my book. The vegan lifestyle gave me the discipline to. Attempt to think that I could write a book, to actually writing the book and having it in your hands in Australia.
0: Absolutely, that's awesome. Mm. Um, and I'm I'm still uh, I'm still on the animal diet. I'm still eating my steaks. Uh, and Kim <laughs> Kim is probably knows a lot more about the veganism than than I do. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but Kim's got a Kim. What, what's it, what was your uh, your forte uh, your uh, foray into veganism? How did you get started?
2: Yeah, so I came into veganism by a bet uh, a bet where a friend oh. of mine sort of challenged me, and I was like, "Yep, if you're going to challenge me, I'm going to take you on." And I did it, and did it for a year, and then well, did vegetarian for a year, and then sort of decided that I wanted to go into veganism after that through doing, like, education and stuff like that. Thank you. (laughs) Very proud of you. Yeah. But I guess for me, when you were talking about, you know, the immediate benefits that you see when you go into veganism, so you obviously went quite cold turkey with it, where you just decided, when for me I sort of edged into it. But even after, like, the first week of becoming vegan, I noticed so many changes within myself, within, like, the way I was feeling, my energy levels, just all different things. So, can you talk more about that for our people who don't know? Oh, it's,
1: it's, uh, it, this is why people, when you become a vegan, you want to tell everybody. <laughs> You hear that, right? Oh, you vegans! You want to talk about it all the time. It's like you've learned this amazing. Oh, I've got the secret. I know what it is. I know what it is. I'm going to tell everybody. Yeah. This is why vegans do it. It's not because it's because it's like you've got this amazing information.
3: Mm.
1: You should do this. You should do, this your life. do it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it gives you so much energy. I mean, I'm 60 years old. I'm going to Bali for my 60th birthday. Nice. I have things happening in terms of kind of recreate a business. Thinking about you know, I'm not thinking people. I'm, I'm just so excited for the future. I can I could see myself being 100. And it, it just 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 by the diet alone, just by the just by the sheer fact that all I eat is plants, and it blows people out that this mm. is possible. Because to me now all these years later, you know, I realized that I, too, had succumbed to the system, which really wants you to be sick by the time you get Mm. to be my age. Mm. Mm. There's more people in that group than there are in the ones who are, you know, leaping into longevity well, running, swimming, cycling, you know, those centurions, Mm. right? So to get there, so I have many people that um, I have as inspiring motivators that are older than me, You see, I look for the ones that are even older than me and what they're doing. And I'll tell you, what I see is exactly what I'm heading towards as equally as you are, Kim. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah. I I don't want to delve too deep into conspiracies, but I'm definitely a subscriber to the belief that there's a lot of people making a lot of money out of having a lot of sick people. But yeah, Yeah. maybe that's another... I'll tell
1: you what I've learned. It's the food. Mm. I had this thing growing in me and I couldn't figure out why and it mm. took me sitting in front of a surgeon to have this kind of bonk on the head and thinking to myself no there's a reason this yeah. is here and and also it's, be, it's because I too was participating thinking I was doing the right thing thinking I was buying the right things and, and, and it sort of was alarming when I discovered that perhaps I wasn't mm. but I continued on and and got better and got well and now i'm running and it's you know so it's a transformation so that's this that's a really big benefit is that Mm. clarity of transformation that you can actually achieve something like that
2: Mm. Mm. so what does your like day-to-day diet i guess look like (laughs) yeah it's it's uh it's changed over the
1: years like i said um we don't eat uh, anything like wheat, things like that. We eat a lot of live food, so a lot more of fruits, berries, cherries, grapes. Uh, we have smoothies. I make all my own milk, all my own cheese, um, wow. if I do buy, I make all my own nut cheeses. I've spent all winter, you know, crafting in the kitchen. Wow. <laughs> what can I make? It's been raining and cold. I'm like, oh, I gotta make something. <laughs> so I've made cashew cheese and, uh, which is delicious. Cool. I made a sunflower pate, sunflower cheese pate, which is to die for. Um, and I've just been having fun doing that. We, w- I'll tell you what we do though, is we fast every day for 15 hours. So every mm-hmm. day we fast for 15 hours, so from 8 or 9 p.m., I mean, we're not hard, you know, ruled on it, but, but mostly from 8 or 9 till at least noon or more the next day, okay, so we do that, both of us, my husband and I, and usually during, in that time that we would try to take on some sort of cardio mm-hmm. exercise of some sort, because you're, it's so good for you to do this fasting uh, every day, and then mm-hmm. after that, I'll just have light food. It might be just very simple food, a slight banana smoothie, something with greens. And then we might have a nice raw soup, perhaps, in the evening, because my husband is a truck driver. And so he drives a semi-trailer, and he works really hard every day, and he's a vegan, 64 years old. He looks amazing. And, um, and he works hard, like physically hard. Mm-hmm. And so he's a demonstration as well, that, you know, man can live without eating meat. So mm-hmm. we eat a variety of raw Foods, nuts, herbs, seeds, and from there I create things. Like the other night, as an example, I made a zucchini, a raw zucchini, kind of. Um, with zucchini, you can just kind of grate it, and mm. then if you put it in a bowl with a little bit of uh, salt, it will become like noodle. Yeah. Okay. All right. And then on that, I made it nut cheese in the grinder. And I just put it on top, like with nutritional yeast, cashews, some lemon juice or lime juice, some garlic, and um, I maybe put some pumpkin seeds or something like that, whip that up, toss that in with that, throw some cherry tomatoes on top. Easy.
0: Is that tempting?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) So we eat a a variety of foods, but mainly raw live foods.
0: Yeah, nice. And so you've spoken a lot about the the health benefits of, of becoming a vegan, but there's also uh, a lot of other arguments like animal rights or the environment. Uh, how much did those impact on you either becoming or staying a vegan?
1: The beginning was for my health. Mm-hmm. I think for other people it could be animals, environment for sure. Mm-hmm. I think everybody has their reason why they start. But for me what was interesting was that once the health started to come into play and, and recover – which took was pretty quick. Once I started, it was the recovery back to being who I was was pretty quick as long as I kept sustaining it, right? Mm-hmm. There's the gift, the gift that keeps on giving. But over in that time, of course, I was researching and looking for things. Eventually, I start doing my book. I, I'm doing more researching, and I, and I realized then more and more the damaging effects of the environment that animals, yeah. eating animals has. Mm. And even is one of the biggest factors the United Nations is citing these days about climate change. Mm. Indeed, if we start tearing down the forest and raising cattle, um, and, and and even farmers will tell you this, they just they just grow it because that's what the market demands. Yeah, for sure. If the market didn't want it, they would go something else. Mm-hmm. So we need to help them. And so yeah, I think environment comes into play and also I think I think the animals really came into play for me as I got along mm-hmm. in it more. Because one day I think I kind of woke up and I saw something um that Ellen de Jenner said, which I made note in my book about, which was the fact that if you eat meat or animals, you eat fear. Mm. You're eating fear because they don't want to be slaughtered. They don't want to be killed. They are birthing animals like we are and they're being pushed and shoved to their death. And so each one the next behind is suffering and then it's two is gone and then it's mixed up all into all these things and mm. then and then it's and then you don't know what you're eating or where it's from mm. or what it's mixed with. And secondly, is that we're eating that suffering. And I realized it took us, we both saw her say that, and I didn't really get it until about two years later, and I was like, boom, I've had a big clarity of experience to the point that now I'm like, oh my gosh, I was involved in that? Mm. No wonder I didn't feel good, let alone was having premature aging and things growing in me and strange body things. No wonder people are, in a way, almost... We have a problem with bullying in our society, and I sometimes wonder if this isn't why, because we're eating these animals that are really just grown for mass production. Bam, bam, bam. There's no, like, old cow. Mm. It's all the babies. Mm. So it got kind of weird. So it wasn't until a while ago, a while afterwards that I put it together, and then I was upset for a while, then I recovered and just kept going. I was like, wow, kind of blew me out for a while there that I'd participated in that somehow because when we're little our parents teach us to love animals but yet we we have this mm. ironic piece love the animal but here have this animal. Yeah. so this separation this strange stuff happens right well it's, it's a big topic and it's a very exciting topic
3: mm.
0: yeah i've, I've definitely i've never experienced it myself but i've definitely heard people in documentaries say like if you uh add an abattoir you can almost feel the as you say the fear and the suffering and sort of just, yeah. yeah,
1: because because they don't want to go there as much as we don't want. We wouldn't want to, and so mm. because they have, they're like us. They have beating hearts. They have. They give birth. They, they nurse their babies. They all those things, and and yet we seem to have somehow decided that they should be there for our use. And I don't have all the answers to that, and it's not my mm. duty. There's other people that want to be activists about that, mm. and, and I get all that, and I support it wholeheartedly. My message is more around trying to help just regular people understand that you can ditch shopping over there and go shopping over here, and wow, Mm. your life will change. Mm. (laughs) You know, and as a result, and as a part of that, you become part of the solution, and indeed, in your own community, you become a leader. Mm. Mm.
0: Because it's coming. (laughs) (laughs) As she points to me. (laughs) Yes. No. Did you have any other questions on...
2: Um, I guess my main question is just what prompted you to write this book? Because you've sort of talked a bit about how it's almost an accident, it seems.
1: Uh, so what happened was was that I saw a little ad on Facebook, you know, that... Um, this publisher was coming to Vancouver, and it was a hot summer's weekend. And I was like, Ah, oh, right. I guess I'll give up a summer's weekend. <laughs> there are not many around here, but I guess we will. And my husband said we should go, and I'm going to come with you. I think that's something we could actually look at I because know. we were getting to a position where the vegan lifestyle was already well well in play, and you know, and now we're kind of like, well, what could we do as we got older? What could we do if we were you know, going to live for a long time. What, can we, what else can we do apart from just going 9 to 5, Monday to Friday? You know, what can we do? So we decided to go and check it out. And that's where, of course, we met up with Jerry Robert and Blackheart Books. And we decided that we would write a book because even though I have a lot of stories to share, this is the one story that we've actually done.
3: Mm. Yeah.
1: Sure, I moved to Australia. Sure, I've had kids. Sure, I've done things. I've been through things chopped down. I've done it all. But this was really something that could help a lot of people mm. in a real grassroots way, which is really my, my main focus, is to really help a lot of people. So when I heard that this is a, something that I could turn into a business and a business concept and that I could maybe grow and develop things that I hadn't even thought of from the idea of writing a book, I thought, I I like that idea, and so I jumped in, and and I jumped in wholeheartedly uh, to the point that um, my book is out and thriving. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
0: nice. (laughs) Very nice. How how did you find the the book writing process? What was hard? What was easy? What was unexpected?
1: It was all unexpected, because (laughs) I'd never really thought about having that. I mean, I might have thought in my life, how do you start? You know, oh, the. Okay, well, you know, but... It was all unexpected because I didn't really know. Because again, like the vegan lifestyle, you run across yourself. Mm. Ooh, you know, and this is what people do. Oh, who am I to write a book? <gasps> what if people like it? What if they don't like it? What mm. am <gasps> I? have got to be on the cover? Oh my gosh! You know, yeah. like there's so many transformations again. Mm. And so what I what I what I I loved writing it all. I wrote it for other people. I'm living it. I, this is everything that I've learned. at to that point, I have another book in me, which I'm thinking of doing another book. But I think this one I really liked because I was able to kind of put something down in a succinct fashion where I had the team to help me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and and I helped a lot with the creativity. I, I put a lot of the creativity together myself mm. uh, and asked the team to, you know, as they were doing the editing and we were getting it all ready Right. So the writing was the easiest part. It just kind of dropped out of me. The rest of it was really putting all the polish on it and making it look fun and easy Mm. for people to want to read, which was one of the goals. Mm. So it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, that's
0: definitely a good thing that I I noticed. It's not just uh, slabs of words on pages. There's a lot of pictures throughout, a lot of quotes scattered throughout. So it does make it a lot easier and more accessible, I think, for readers.
1: People have commented that it feels a bit like an iPhone. It's got a bit of a, it's, you know, it's got a nice feel to the book. And they like it because they can just pick it up and go, oh, avocado. Even if they're just on the train to work, (laughs) avocado. And they go, and at lunch they get an (laughs) avocado and they've done something. Yeah, nuts. That's true. That's true. So I wanted it to be in our fast paced world, something that people, you know, I'm not writing a big, huge novel out of my mind. I mm-hmm. wanted to get down the facts that I knew with some stats and some information that could guide people so that they too can, can get going. And indeed, I've had so much good feedback. Some people said ch- the books changed their lives. No. Some people have bought like eight books. They buy them all the time for gifts. Some people, the book has gone to Bulgaria <laughs> and the furthest is Perth so far
0: nice mm-hmm. that is <laughs> that's too i was funny.
1: stoked when it went to perth i'm like wow get on that plane over there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's fun right because you can help people and impact people you don't know that's a really great gift of writing a book mm-hmm.
0: yeah what what else is um have you used the book for yourself to do i know you said obviously you're on a podcast now and you've done a few other podcasts and and you, how else have you helped other people
1: Oh, I've had so much fun and there's a lot more to come. You see, mm. my mission is about fun now. I want to have fun. I want to share this idea that you can grab your health back at any age uh, and that also you. you know, I want to travel. I want to make a lot of money and I want to help a lot of people. And so uh, I've done a lot of things. Last weekend I did a uh, an event where I was the guest speaker oh. on a two-day event. I was the, the second-day guest speaker and uh, I had a little table sold a bunch of books met a bunch of people uh i did a this is the funnest thing i was in florida and we were at the pool and i was like i need to meet the event coordinator the event coordinator at the pool they had all kinds of this in florida right it's you know and they got everything going on in the pool and then and anyway i met her and she goes oh my gosh you're an author Oh, could you do a talk tomorrow at eleven at the pool? <laughs> and I'm like, if I can come in my bathing suit and bare feet, I'll be there. And she goes, Done. And I'm like, wow, then, you know, they've put up this poster in every elevator. This is in a Western resort in near Fort Lauderdale. And it's a fairly big complex. Next thing you know, we come back from the pool in the elevator, and there I am. Oh, my oh my I am gonna be a Port Eleven. <laughs> so I did that and it was the funnest thing I loved it because it was on the fly people came out of the jazz fitness class that they'd been in and they came straight to see my little talk and I just brought some things from the room that I had coconut oil and I had some hemp parts and an avocado and I don't know I had you know fluoride free toothpaste and some wacky things you know and uh, and and it was so much fun and all these people came and and we were all in our bathing suits <laughs> and <laughs> And it gave me this great idea that I could go around and just, you know, hire myself out to myself out to all these beautiful hotels and be their kind of poolside conversation, you know, health goddess.
3: <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs>
1: so I've done that. So I've done that. And uh, let's see, what else I've done? I've been to LA. Uh, I did a talk in LA, and then I did two in Sydney, Australia. Yeah. Oh, awesome. So I did go to Sydney in 2015, and uh, I did uh, Tony Robbins and Richard Branson. My daughter lives in Australia. I lived in Australia for a long time, so I get a chance. I get down there, and awesome. uh, so when I had that opportunity, I thought I've got a chance. I got a lot of friends down there, mm-hmm. and uh, and my daughter. So I go and stay in uh, Sydney at the beach. Yes. <laughs> real <is> nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> so yeah I think and I've done I've done quite a few things and then upcoming I'm going to be meeting with um, I'm going to Bali soon mm-hmm. so I'm going to be meeting with the Bali Vegan Festival organizers oh, lovely. whether I could participate this year or another year would be fun awesome. maybe I could take a retreat of people <laughs> yeah. to go yeah. and participate and mm. uh, uh, that's an idea and then I'm also going on the um on a a big cruise in the Caribbean with all the big guns. So Dr. Campbell, Dr. Bernard, Esselstyn, they'll all be on this cruise. Mm -hmm. It's a 15-year vegan anniversary cruise. 1,800 people on an Italian ship that's taking (laughs) 4,000 with their own crew of chefs and everything included vegan, vegan all over it. Um, So I'm going to that. Uh, So there's a lot of things that are kind of coming and and otherwise, I'm just thinking, you know, I'm making recipes. I've just made a web a website. I've been studying all winter. So, so the vegan and then the book. And now I've been studying uh, uh, integrative life coaching and wellness and also um, other uh, sort of psychology and happiness and things like that. So I'm slowly kind of finding where I might, mm. you know, participate and mm-hmm. what's going to fit for me. I'm not so much interested in... Running out and you know, living it up in lights, not really. I think it's more kind of you know, it's going to develop in its own way, mm. and uh, and it's slowly coming. So, I, I'm really happy with everything. Mm. Yeah,
0: very nice. Um, the, the other thing I want to mention is your husband, Tony, um, obviously sounds very supportive. You said he instantly uh accepted that switch to the, the plant based lifestyle and he he went along with you to the um, that boot camp, the book boot camp you talked about. So it sounds like you guys mm-hmm. have got a great relationship.
1: I think so. I think we do. I think um, we are excited for the future because we can see that we can see how much transformed we are compared. And this is no disrespect at all. But when you when we look at the people around us, we're like, wow, have we ever made a big shift. So, yeah, I'm glad that we were able to do it together and I didn't have to be hounding him and become mm. the nagging wife. Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah and so but he's he he's very keen on his health he too lost a lot of weight he was too carrying too much weight and and it's hard to control and we're glad we put the brakes on it Mm -hmm. and so yeah he just started right away and he's living proof that you can live without meat and he's 64 and i can see him going a long time Mm -hmm. long time you know less stress. Stronger, happier, you know, just looking better we'll bring nice. I'll bring him on to say hi to you finish this you can see Very nice. yeah, so I think for us we'd like to you know we have two daughters, so I have a twenty year old vegan, and mm. my other daughter is thirty, and so we're almost like the vegan family, and maybe something will come of that one day,
0: yeah, nuts, no,
2: yeah, awesome. yeah.
0: Kim, do you have yeah. any other, other
2: no, questions? No, I'm, I'm all good. <laughs>
0: well, well, Suzanne, where can people find more about you and your book?
2: So I've got a couple
1: of websites. It's uh, www, my first name, S-U-Z-A-N-N-E, authorcoach, <laughs> SuzanneAuthorCoach.com. <laughs> There's a bunch of stuff there. I'm actually just building that. That page is actually up and live, but uh, you know, it's the newer of them. And otherwise, mm-hmm. it's at forkitbook.com, nice. which is where you can find my book. And I uh, ship it all over the world. And uh, certainly, it's a lot of fun. And uh, I'd like to send one to anybody out there who'd like one.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks so all much right. for your time today. And thanks for, uh, a lot for the, the insight. As I said, for me, being a non-vegan, definitely learned a lot.
1: thank you so much for having me Adam and Kim it's been a real pleasure to see your smiling faces and you know have a conversation with you and together we're helping more people right
3: that's it exactly that's it
1: (laughs) you're welcome
2: thanks for listening to the publish a book podcast we hope you learned something along the way For more interviews with authors from around the world, subscribe to the podcast or visit publisherbookpodcast.com.